Section 112 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 1. China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Ava March Tappan. Section 112. An Artist in Flowers by Mortimer Menpez. I feel that I must give a slight description of some of the marvelous creations in purple irises, lilies, and pines that the greatest master in Tokyo once arranged for me at my hotel. He arrived early one morning, and in great good humor, evidently feeling that I, being an artist, his work would be appreciated and understood. He carried with him his flowers, tenderly wrapped in a damp cloth under one arm, and his vases under another. One of his most promising pupils, a girl of nineteen, accompanied him, acting almost as a servant, and evidently worshipping him as a master. He began at once to show us a decoration of lilies and reeds. With the utmost rapidity he took out a bunch of slim reeds, pulled them to different lengths, the large ones at the back, the small ones in front, and caressed the whole into a wooden prong, looking like a clothes peg, and arranged it in a kind of vase made out of circular section of bamboo. An immense amount of work was taken with the handling of these reeds the master drawing back now and then in a stooping position with his hands on his knees and his eyes bolting out to view his handiwork critically next he took some lilies with their leaves and arranged them in a metal stand composed of a number of divisions looking like cartridge cases cut off every leaf was twisted and bent and cut to improve its form the half-open lilies were made to look as though they were growing and were a great favorite with this master because of the scope for beautiful curves and lines that they allowed time after time he would take out a leaf or a flower putting another in its place thereby showing that he had absolute command over his subject and a fixed picture in his mind that he was determined to produce at any cost the ultimate result of the decoration was perfect naturalness i never saw lilies growing on the hillside look more natural than they did here yet each had been twisted and bent into a set design laid down by the artist both reeds and lilies were placed in a wooden tray partially lacquered the unlacquered portion representing the old worm-eaten wood pebbles were placed in the bottom of the tray and the whole was flooded with water then he began his decoration of irises he took a bundle of iris leaves cut and trimmed them washing and drying each leaf separately and sticking them together in groups of twos and threes with his finger and thumb he gently pressed each one down the centre rendering it as pliable as wire the leaves were cut to a point at the base and placed in a metal stand with consecutive circles then an iris bud with the purple just bursting was placed in position and caressed into bloom the whole was syringed with water and carefully placed in a corner of the room 
I have described these few flower arrangements in detail in order to show the exactitude of the work and the immense amount of care taken by professors in flower arrangement. On this particular occasion, I had invited some friends to enjoy the professor's masterpiece with me, and he had just completed a most exquisite production, by far the best and finest he had achieved that day. It was an arrangement of pine with one great jutting bough, perfectly balanced, in fact a veritable work of art. The professor was a true artist, he loved his work, and it was all the world to him. For once he was content, and had just leaned back to view his work through half-closed eyes, when in a flash an Oxford straw hat was clapped down right on top of it. It was the husband of one of my friends, just returned from a walk, full of spirits and boisterously happy. It was a cruel thing to do, but he did not realize the horror of his act he saw a bough sticking right out of a pot, and it seemed to him a suitable place to hang his hat on. So he hung his there. That was all. The little assistant gave one frightened look at her master, and began to pack up the utensils at once. The professor drew himself up in a very dignified way, bowed profoundly, and left the hotel. I never saw him again, and I knew that I never should, for he went away crushed. End of section 112. This recording is in the public domain.